Buenos días from BA. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 29th of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Tuesday the 27th, the Spanish government appointed Ramon Santos as the new Spanish ambassador to Venezuela. The Council of Ministers of Spain chose Santos to continue to represent Spain in Venezuela, but this time as an ambassador. In 2020, Spain withdrew its ambassador to Venezuela, while Santos served as business manager for the Spanish government in Venezuela. In 2018, Spain recognized Juan Guaidó as interim president of Venezuela, which is why Venezuela's political scientists consider this recent decision a thaw in relations with the Maduro regime. Speaking of thawing relationships, on Thursday the 22nd, Maduro appointed Manuel Vicente Vadel as Venezuela's ambassador to Brazil. Vadel will begin his diplomatic mission after the inauguration of the president-elect, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, on the 1st of January to re-establish bilateral relations suspended since 2019 by the current Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro. One in, one out. On Tuesday the 27th, Maria Teresa Belandria, ambassador appointed by Juan Guaidó in Brazil in June 2019, confirmed the termination of her functions five days before the inauguration of the president-elect. From South America to Asia. On Monday the 26th, Venezuela and North Korea pledged to work for the, quote, deepening of political bilateral relations, end quote, between the two nations during a meeting held by Capacha Rodriguez González, Venezuelan Vice Minister for Asia, the Middle East and Oceania, and Ri Sungil, North Korea Ambassador for Venezuela. In a statement, the Venezuelan Foreign Ministry explained that both officials addressed issues of common interest and shared their positions on current issues. In the conversation, Rodriguez talked about promoting projects that allow mutual economic development, while the Korean ambassador emphasized his nation's support for Venezuela, quote, at times of siege by common enemies, end quote. Moving on, after several opposition parties proposed to eliminate the interim government of Guaidó last Thursday, on Tuesday the 27th, the Center for Political and Government Studies of the Andrés Bello Central University asked the opposition to reconsider the proposal. In a statement, the study center assured that if this proposal materialized, quote, it would result in a defeat for the opposition, unquote, and a victory for Maduro. The parties in favor of this proposal assured that the Guaidó government is no longer necessary. In environmental news, on Monday the 26th, the Ministry of Eco-Socialism reported that Maduro's regime, through the National Reforestation Plan, planted more than 8 million plants of different types replenishing a total of 14,000 hectares. However, in September, the NGO Clima 21 warned that Venezuela, among the Amazon nation, is the country with the greatest loss of natural forests in the entire region, ahead of Colombia and Bolivia. 
according to the research presented by the NGO, between 2016 and 2020, the country's forests suffered a loss of more than 150,000 hectares, equivalent to more than three times the surface area of the metropolitan area of Caracas. On Tuesday, the 27th, the ministry shared another statement on its Twitter account, this time reporting that in 2022, the Venezuelan government contributed to the release of more than 24,000 species of animals in their natural habitats as a way to contribute to the, quote, preservation of biodiversity, unquote. On Twitter, the ministry shared a statement saying that the country received 42 specimens of fauna without explaining their origins to strengthen the national system of aquariums and zoos. However, it did not specify which species of animals were released into their natural habitats or which were received from other countries. While the Maduro regime claims to care for the environment, Leonardo DiCaprio shares another reality. On Monday the 26th, DiCaprio, actor and a renowned environmental activist, used social media to echo the Venezuelan environmental situation. On Instagram, DiCaprio posted that Venezuela has one of the largest deforestations in the world and shared a photograph published by New Scientist magazine showing the visibly alarming level of deforestation in the Venezuelan Amazon. In economic news on Monday the 26th, Ana Ojeda, lawyer and crypto enthusiast, reported that several Venezuelan banks suspended user accounts for trading cryptocurrencies. According to Ojeda, from the end of 2021 to the course of 2022, about 75 accounts were suspended by several Venezuelan banks while they carried out investigations from the sale and purchase of cryptocurrencies. Among the banks that have suspended customer accounts are Banesco, Mercantil and Banco de Venezuela. The use and trade of cryptocurrencies are legal in Venezuela, but they have their nuances. Therefore, no bank can suspend, block or hinder access to customer accounts unless it determines that the customer's account is being used to receive illicit funds. Moving on, on Thursday the 22nd, the NGO Foro Penal reported that in Venezuela there are 274 political prisoners One less than in its Twitter account, the organization indicated that of the 274 detainees, 261 are men and 13 are women. In addition, 123 are civilians and 151 are military. Likewise, it explained that 120 have been convicted and 154 are still awaiting a court ruling. Next up, Apparently, life behind bars in some Venezuelan prisons is not so bad for some prisoners. On Monday the 26th, the NGO Observatorio Venezolano de Prisiones reported that the inmates who act as leaders in the prisons of Venezuela, better known as PRANES, manage around $4 million a year obtained through illegal activities. In a statement, the observatory said that the power of the PRANES quote, transcends the prison walls, unquote, and turns them into heads of criminal structures 
using extortion and murder to attack the general public. The NGO assures that the Pranes obtain income from security services to other inmates, debt collection and extortion taxes. They added that these inmates also traffic in arms and drugs and, quote, have luxurious facilities, unquote, inside the prisons. In other news, on Monday the 26th, a fire occurred at the Cardon refinery located in the Falcon State. Within a few hours, the state fire department reported on social media that the fire was being controlled and that there was no danger of spreading. Carlos Pérez Ampueda, Venezuelan Vice Minister for Risk Management and Civil Protection, said that no injuries have been reported from the incident. Next up, on Wednesday the 28th, the Ministry of Transport and Civil Aeronautics of Colombia reported that the Venezuelan airline Estelar does not have permits to fly between Caracas and Bogotá. The announcement was made a few hours before the flight's inauguration. The ministry specified that the flight was not authorized and that the El Dorado Airport in Bogotá has a capacity limitation. Estelar had been promoting this flight and tickets for several days. Moving on, on Friday the 23rd, members of the Venezuelan baseball team, Tiburones de la Guaira, were attacked with stones and blunt objects by a group of criminals while passing through the Caracas-Valencia highway. Luckily, only the bus they were traveling in was damaged. On Twitter, Cesar Collins, the team's general manager, spoke about the fact and demanded, quote, more protection, unquote, from the state security forces. Currently, in the 2022-2023 Venezuelan Professional Baseball League season, Tiburones de la Guaira is third in the standings. Speaking of sports, on Tuesday the 27th, the International Sports Press Association, or AIPS, of America, named Olympic triple jumper Yulimar Rojas, the 2022 Female Athlete of the Year. This is the fourth time Rojas has received recognition from AIPS America, winning in 2017, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Other winners were Lionel Messi, Male Athlete of the Year, Argentina, Soccer Selection of the Year, and the World Athletics U20 Championships in Cali for Best Press Center. In holiday news, on Friday the 23rd, Caracas initiated the holiday season with the Caracas Retumba Compas y Alegría Festival. The Maduro administration organizes the festival. It consists of musical performances by Venezuelan artists in different parishes in Caracas. Nahum Fernández, head of the government of Caracas, said that the festival was organized to, quote, provide happiness to the Venezuelan people, unquote. The festival will conclude with fireworks on the 31st of December at 12 a.m. in Bolivar Square to welcome 2023. And that's it for this week. The end of the year is a great time to think back and to think forward, something we are very focused on here at Rorschach. 
all these things we talk about each week. Why did they happen and what consequences will they have? Thanks again for listening. May we all come together in 2023 in peace and in joy. Happy New Year. Hasta la próxima.